Hi, my name is Suzanne Joseph. I'm the owner of Suzanne Joseph uh -huh. Enterprise. Welcome to Talk with Torah. I have a lot to discuss with you. I did a lot of digging <laughs> and I found out all the wonderful things that you're part of. I just think that you empowering women is a huge step because it's very, very important because we don't have a lot of platforms and things like that. So I loved your uh, your uh, mission statement when it asked mission of your business. And you said you want to empower women to redirect their choices by promoting physical, mental and spiritual wellness in their lives. And to create a positive, uh, positive results, gain a renewed perspective, and to also find their purpose. Amen. Yeah. Yes. Let's talk about your struggles with depression and anxiety and how you started to take your business that you've been running for two years so far. Uh, or is it a year? It's a year. Yeah, it's about, it's, it's a good two years, probably more than that, because I actually started off. Uh, with my staffing business, which is still thriving, which is under the umbrella of Suzanne Joseph Enterprise. Okay, so awesome. in 2018, I went through severe depression and anxiety. What caused those things? Uh, the changes in my life that I was prepared for and no longer prepared for. Um, and when I say those changes in my life, that was financially, spiritually, the changes with my children having an identity crisis, uh, the changes within me, myself, not knowing what I really wanted to do in life anymore, feeling lost, feeling confused. And it led me into a very dark place where I locked myself up in a room. I didn't want to come out. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I could no longer understand what was my purpose in life anymore mm -hmm. to the point that it drove me to a place where I was, uh, you know, contemplating suicide. You know, I would find myself driving every day and telling myself, oh, just run into a car and, you know, life will be over and you don't have to worry about anything else in this world. And all those things factored into where I am at today and where I want to go with myself in life. I told myself that there is no way that I can let another woman walk this world fighting for their life, fighting for their self. And not getting the help and the support that they need. Mm -hmm. And that's how my Redirect Your Choices program came about under the Suzanne Joseph Enterprise umbrella. Oh, wow. So how did you start it? Like, how did you decide, okay, you know what? I'm going to take my depression and anxiety and I'm going to flip it and I'm going to, you know, help other people. Like, how did you start out? Did you have like a five-year plan? Like, how did no. you this was literally God's plan for me. I literally dreamed about every single thing that you see me doing today. I had these dreams coming into my mind and I told myself, you know what? These are these dreams are different from the normal, different from what you used to. I need you to start writing these things down. And I would get up every day and I would write down what I'm dreaming. So now that I was journaling and I was writing these things down, I looked at it and I said, okay, God, what is it that you want me to do? Because obviously you're directing me into something that's not even in my genre. Like I didn't think mental health was going to be an uh, area that I would touch. Mm -hmm. And when I finally put the pieces together and realized that he wanted me to create a program, he wanted me to give other women the same tools that I use to get my life back on track. And I decided to create the journal. I decided to distribute my process to the world.
Yes. And she's talking about her redirect your choices. And that's the journal. And you also made a calendar as well. So... Um, the journal is implemented in the calendar. Um, the calendar is implemented in the journal. Oh, okay. So they come together. It's a package deal. Yes, it is. That's awesome. I love it. Okay, so what did you, once you started to, you know, distribute your your journal and everything like that, did you start going out in your community and talking to women and trying to, you know, uncover their struggles and things like that? Oh, no, actually, actually, I went out and got a publishing company to assist me with my journal. Because yes, I did have the journal in mind, but I didn't know how to start and begin. This was something new. I never, you know, created a book. Um, I don't know how to self-publish, so I went and got someone to assist me, and that was Highly Maintenance Publishing Company. And once they came and assisted me with the project, they also had a book fair that they were doing. And they said to me, Suzanne, you know what? I help you publish this book. I have a book fair. This is the perfect time for you to launch your book and give it to the world. And literally, Tora, the day that I launched that book, I sold out over a hundred that's how I knew that I answered God's call right because it was very well like this is something that's needed and journaling is very important that's like the first thing that a therapist will tell you when you speak to them is write out your thoughts you're like what write it down for what like you know what's the point of that it's like the simplest thing and it makes such a dramatic change in your life And, you know, the reason they asked us to write our thoughts down, because when you put your thoughts on a piece of paper, you now you're now able to analyze what you're looking at, what you're seeing. And what I teach the ladies in my program, uh, we have a process called the. It's it's just that simple. It really is like and it's the things that, you know, we look at it and we're like, oh, that's kind of embarrassing, you know, but learning that somebody is experienced something that you're experiencing and we we relate to that, like it's it's better better environment like it's like a more of a welcome environment exactly and then not trying to be embarrassed about the things that we're going through because there's mm -hmm. somebody else going through it and they're looking for you to heal so that they can get the answers right right so when it comes to a consultation with you okay during that session when we first get to talk I want to get to know about you you know so there's so many coaches that do go out there and they offer you know 15 and 30 minute free consultation In 15 to 30 minutes, there's not much that I can tell you. So Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable with people booking an hour Mm -hmm. session because Mm -hmm. I need to know a little bit more about what you have going on. Yes, I've overcame my issues in my life. And yes, I've created these tools to help you. But these tools only work if I understand honestly and genuinely what you are personally dealing with. Then we can create a plan, a customized plan. And that customized plan includes your wellness coach, which is I. It includes a therapist. Yes, we have an affiliated therapist on deck that assists us with the program. You also uh, are part of our accountability group. And we do meditation. Why meditation? Mm. You have to relax your mind so God can talk to you. How can God talk to you if your mind is so cluttered with everything else that has nothing to do with your goal forward in life? Right. Is that, those were the Zoom meetings that I saw on your page, right? Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. So that is one of the privileges that you receive when you have your plan written out and everything. Exactly. It automatically comes with the program. Meditation is a must. Okay. Is it weekly, monthly? Like how often? The group meditation is every week on Wednesdays at 8 o'clock p.m. 
And I do do personal one-on-one meditation session for those who are not comfortable in group settings as well. When you decided to, you know, create Redirect Your Choices Journal, was this something that, you know, you said that you wrote down your ideas every every day and everything like that. Did you kind of say that, could you kind of say that you wrote out the outline with your thoughts and everything like that? Like today I felt this way and, you know, and then you're like, okay, I have to incorporate it. Like, did you look back at what you wrote to incorporate it into your journal? So how I uh, created this journal, I basically kind of look back on the, not just what I personally went through, the tools that I kind of used. For example, in 2018, I was broke. I went broke. I went broke because I was making unhealthy choices based on my feelings and my emotions and wanting to help out family, wanting to help out friends. And I basically had to push the restart button in my life. So it was important for me to put a financial sheet in my journal and also a budget portion in the journal. Because not only are you going to now look at what are you paying on a monthly basis? I need you to look at what you're spending. I need you to look at who you're borrowing from, who you're taking a, a loan out from. I implemented all of that. Then when it came to the my thought portion of my journal, it's because I was constantly in my mind, in my thoughts, bombarding my mind with things that didn't make sense. A lot of us, because we don't understand our goal for it or we don't understand what's happening, we create this false narrative in our mind. So if you think about it, If you're always late on bills, you're always letting people borrow money, you're always uh, acting anxiously to go out with your friends and spend money here, going out to eat, there's a most likely a a good percentage possibility that you're going to put yourself in a bad financial uh, place. And if you're in a bad financial Mm -hmm. place, you're going to be in a bad place mentally. So all that is not put together because it's uh, seven, you know, parts of our life that we need to make sure wellness is implemented in. You know what I'm saying? That our mm-hmm. emotional life, our physical life, um, our development of developmental life, our occupational life, you know, our environmental life. Uh, there's so many different areas in our life that we can touch to become totally whole with ourselves. How is the emotional calendar tracker like how is that beneficial? What does that do? Exactly? Because what the emotional calendar tracker does, it helps you gauge your emotion. So what I also do with our accountability group session, once you're part of the program, we have our uh, group sessions on gauging your emotions. Every day we wake up, we either going to wake up happy, we're going to wake up sad. What the calendar helps do, it helps you now pay attention to those emotions because what happens is say for example if i woke up unhappy right what you think is going to happen everybody else that comes around me i'm going to be so negative that i'm going to make everybody miserable around me so if i tell myself i woke up unhappy today why am i unhappy what country contributed to that unhappiness so now i need to tell myself okay if this is making me unhappy every time i wake up in the morning then let me not do this anymore Let me try a different routine. That's what it is. We don't want to open our minds to a new perspective. Let me try something new so that when I wake up, I wake up with peace. When I wake up, I wake up with joy. When I wake up, I feel good about myself. So that's what that calendar tracker does. I need people to check your emotions because we bleed on people because we're hurt. So you're basically just uncovering your triggers. (laughs) That's what I needed to do, uncover my triggers so I can know how to cope. Because that is, that's a really hard thing, though. Once you start therapy and you start uncovering your triggers, because of, you know, some people's environments, because I know at first I was a little defensive. Like, I was on defense because that's how I had to be. 
you know, going into therapy, it was very different because I didn't have to be defensive. You know, I didn't have to have my guard up. So like at first it was kind of like when I was talking about it and then she helped me to uncover my triggers, I was defensive against it. Like, no, that's not a trigger. (laughs) Because we don't want to recognize what's in front of us. Right. So how would you go about telling your clients that? Like, you know, recognizing these things. Based on my, and now when that came into place, that was based on my own personal life. Because I noticed that I was behaving unruly towards my family that did nothing wrong to me. And I couldn't figure it out. I was just angry all the time. And I would become so snappy. And I remember my sister, Nerlene, coming to me one day and she said, you know, we're going to kind of back away from you a little bit because you've just been on edge lately. And I'm like, really? She said, yeah, you've been really snappy. I'm like, for real? And I apologize. And I said, I didn't realize that. So I started telling myself, girl, you need to check yourself. And this is how I check myself. Mm. Well, holding accountability yep. to yourself. Like, yes, I did yep. that. <laughs> yes, I need to. Yeah, I went right into that emotional calendar tracker. And I said, okay, I was, you know, my sister said I was snappy. What could have been making me snappy? And what was making me snappy is because I was overwhelmed mentally with the things that I wanted to now pursue in life. And I didn't want to be bothered by anybody else's vision, anybody else's dream, and what anybody wanted for me. And that's what was making me so snappy. Right. How do you find that balance? Because you were stating that you did help out family members financially and things like that. How do you find the balance between helping other people and also helping yourself? Um, You have to set time for yourself first. Make sure that you are personally good first before you give your energy to anybody else. Um, That was the the most important thing that I realized about myself is that I would give so much energy to everybody else but myself. So much energy right. to everyone but myself. So I and then you have little to none left over. None. For you. If it was a dollar left and you said you need a dollar, I gave it to you and stayed with zero because I wanted to see you happy. Oh, right. And then I realized that well, nobody else is going to stay happy if I'm not happy at all times. Can you discuss some of the events that you attended and how they related to the message of your enterprise? Oh, uh, some of the events that I attended. Uh, that I attended to help me you know what what everything that actually aligned me to where I'm at today was me actually being me being part of a group called the strategic society you know that's what really helped me uh, ground my foundation when I really wanted to like pursue this career pursue this path I wanted to be grounded in the things that I knew was of God and that was going to help me love God's people the right way not with my own emotions Uh, And they helped me find that balance. They helped me actually really see what I was stepping into. Because once we get our purpose, we get anxious and we just want to go. But we also Mm -hmm. need to truly understand what is it that we're going on? What is it that we're acting on? Who are we trying to target? Because everybody, everybody is not your audience. You know what I'm saying? And they taught me to be patient and discipline myself. They taught me to train myself so that I can transition the proper way. So the strategic society is actually the foundation that helped me build everything. Yes, I do network and I go to other events to speak about mental health, but I also try to take things from other speakers that are there. You get what I'm saying? Young teen mom. I was a young teen mom. You get what I'm saying? So that's another subject to be talked about. You get what I'm saying? And I wouldn't have known to talk about it had I not gone to other events to network. Because we just want to uh, relate. I think that's that's the 
one of our things, our our needs in this world. Like we want to relate to other people. And I feel like that's how we build connections with one another is by relating through experiences. Yep. So let's talk about the staffing services uh, for events that you have. So you said that you started that first. Like what made you decide to do that? Now the staffing service was my baby. That was my entrepreneurial business when I first started before I even became a mental health advocate. What I staff in, baby showers, weddings, birthdays, uh, event staffing, whatever you, wherever you need a staff, the staff is available with Suzanne Joseph Enterprise. Yes, I went through my woes. I launched the business, I would say like 2016, 2017, and I had to go through my struggles with that business because I had to learn what type of clientele did I want. You know, many of the time when I was booking these gigs, it was always discounted services. It was not enough money for the agency to even generate a profit. So I had to learn those things through the process. And in 2020 is actually where I found my middle ground with it. And now it's in a great place where I know what type of clients that I want. So I also want to put out there to other entrepreneurs that are trying to get into the business. Yes, the money looks good, but everybody's not your client and not everybody's money is good money. You're not for everybody. That's what what I had to learn. I, I had to learn that as well with my photography business. I'm like, yeah, you know. There were certain things that I didn't want to, like my name didn't stand for. I'm like, nope, I can't put my name on this. I refuse to do that. And it was okay for, I had to learn that it was okay to do that. Because, you know, before I was just like, oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do everything. But then I started to realize the importance of my name and what I stand for. And I'm just like, I can't just be doing everything and say that I don't stand for that because I I supported it and I stood behind it and I was part of it so yeah that's great thank you so I saw that you received the 40 under 40 award what was that moment like oh for the legacy award oh my god that's just a stamp and approval that God said I got you boo okay like it made me feel so good (laughs) and not just the 40, I won the Legacy Award and I won the 40 Under 40 Award as well. So yes. God just mm-hmm. been showing that. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, baby girl, I got Those, you. I just need you to go full for it. Right. And I know things like that, being acknowledged and, you know, feeling accomplished, I know that gives you the motivation to keep going. So once you receive those awards, what was it like? What? like where was your momentum after that like what is it that you wanted to do after that like okay I'm gonna add this I'm gonna add that what else did you incorporate oh that's when I started adding my speaker engagements because I started saying Lord you want to take me on higher platforms so we can speak so I went to that website edited it real quick and added speaker you know what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> you know there's so much that I want to do but not only does it help boost up my confidence it helped people to see me and say you know she is a prominent black business you know really trying to go out here in these streets advocate for people and give us the staff that we need and not just regular staff professional staff did you have any moments of anxiety standing in front of people and being oh that's every day that's every time I get on the phone even (laughs) prior to this podcast (laughs) (laughs) I try to tell people that all the time I'm like, listen, my anxiety be on a thousand. They're just like, wait, what? I'm like, yes, you would never, you wouldn't know, but that's just what it is. Like, you know, it's just something that you live with and you find 
creative ways to you know cope with it but it's it's always gonna yep. be there yep so my anxiety level is yeah, always sky roof and I just take it a couple of deep breaths and I say go be Suzanne and here you go right because that regret of not doing it is gonna be it's gonna feel worse than actually doing it that's what I feel anyways that's what I tell myself I'm like me not doing it because of my anxiety is going to feel even worse than me regretting that I didn't do yep. it like I'm gonna look back and wish that yep. I had and I just so, like to be myself. As long as I could be myself, I can get through it. If I have to act like I'm somebody mm-hmm. else, then just don't invite me. Right. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Would you say that helping others help you with uh, fighting your depression? And of course, definitely. It fulfills me, one. On top of that, not only am I talking to people every day that I'm giving my tools to, they help me stay grounded with my own tools. I remember in 2020, you know, I caught COVID. I got really, really sick. And on top of COVID, mm-hmm. I was going through something very personal in my life that really wanted to take me down. I had people slandering my name, belittling me, people just talking bad about me. And it almost gave me hey, a flashback of what I was going through. And I remember my accountability partner, and that's why it's important that we have them in the group. She called me and she said, "Um, excuse me, ma'am, you are a mental health advocate. You need to be out here in these streets. I need you to go take your tools and regroup yourself. And that's literally what I had to do. And from then I said, I will not allow myself to do that to myself again because people really need me. And if I have to let everything right. someone says about me dictate how I move forward in life, then I'm not going anywhere. Wow. I think that's great that you have, you know, each person or each client that comes in, they have someone to hold them yes, accountable. Yes, they do. Right. How does that work, that relationship between two people? You both are going through the same thing similar. So basically you're calling each other out on, you know, where you're lacking. So yes, say. that is correct. So how does that work, huh? How, yes, how does you that know work? what? It works because I'm always in control of my emotions and I have to be. And that's why it has to work. Mm-hmm. Now, for myself, I have the people that I need behind the seat to keep me grounded so I can continue to go forward and help people. Because what we don't want to do is help people while we're battered. And I don't ever want to be in a place where mm-hmm. I can't help someone. And that's why I have a team. You gotta have a team aligned with you. Get your team in place because you don't know what's going to happen today or tomorrow. So if you get sick today or if you're depressed today or you're having a panic attack, how do your business go forward? And I had to learn that my business, my emotions don't dictate my business. I have a business Mm. to run. I have people that are in need, people that are depressed, people that are fighting mental illness. So I need to continuously um, go through my therapy session, which is added on my calendar. I go through it faithfully. And I tell people that all the time. I also tell people just because you come to group meditation doesn't mean that you don't meditate on your own. Get the tools and make sure you can manage on your own. Because what if you can't find Suzanne? Mm. So I need not only when you come into this program, I need you to dedicate yourself to doing it on your own. Because everything that I'm giving you, it started by myself. It started with me doing it on my own because I no longer wanted to suffer mentally anymore. So you got to ask yourself, how bad do you want a better life? How bad do you want to be the best version of yourself? And how do you notice when someone, because I mean, I've been in certain situations where I have helped people. And then some I've noticed, like, you know, I had to actually fall back from in some certain, in some 
uh, situations because I'm like, they don't want it. <laughs> they don't want it bad enough, you know? Like when I was going through my weight loss journey, you know, I had a bunch of people like, hey, how did you do that? Hate it, you know? And so I helped a few people and then I'm like, they don't really want it enough. And I'm wasting my time talking about it because they're not there. Okay. Because since it, we're on this podcast, I'm going to say this out loud so the audience can hear. <laughs> I do not deal it with anyone that's not willing. I'm not going to fight you to want mm-hmm. to fight for your own life. I'm not doing it. You get what I'm saying? Because it's your mm-hmm. own life. You have the power and you have the ability to take control of your life. I can't want it as bad as I want it for you. Because if I do, when you get to a place where now I have to remove myself, what are you going to do then? Because you never even wanted it that bad. You have right. to be willing. And I think that's a hard thing, too, to separate yourself from someone where you can see the potential there of them being good, but it's just they don't want it enough to actually put in the work because it takes a lot of dedication, like getting your mental health in order. That takes dedication. That takes discipline. Like, it's not something that's easy. Like, you have to be consistent. That's why you said, you know, you tell your clients, make sure that you meditate outside of meditation (laughs) during the week. Like, you have to make sure that you're consistent. Okay, so let's talk about your most memorable accomplishment. Like, if you have more than one, that would be great. Um, I think my first one I want to talk about is me actually when I got the first person to join my program. That was my first memorable accomplishment because it was like, wow, I get to help somebody finally, officially. (laughs) You get what I'm saying? And she's still a part of it. And we're like four months in and it's like, oh, wow, like I'm really out here in these streets advocating. You get what I'm saying? I'm really out here in, in the streets advocating. My accomplishment is getting the program out. The program, I had to get it out. It took a lot of work because I had to start with uh, self-development and me first. And the fact that you realize that, that you know, you can't just jump out there and just help other people without you having your ish together. I think that's a very good thing because there's a lot of people out here trying to help other people, but they don't have their stuff together. So... It's like the blind leading the blind. Exactly. And you don't want the blind leading. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a segment here and we call it lessons. I like to call it lessons learned because I don't like to say that as an entrepreneur, we make mistakes. I like to call them lessons learned because everything that we go through, we learn from it. Can you tell us a moment where it was a learning experience for for you and you learned your biggest lesson and you're like, oh yeah, I'm always going to Okay, that. so when I first started this project, I wanted to get my finances together so bad so I could just quickly act on it. But because I was so anxious wanting to get it out, I was spending so much money on logo and the book, the journal, the this, the that, the name, um, that I realized I spent so much money on things that I didn't even need to. And I tell people now that if you're trying to pursue your dreams and your purpose and you're at a place where you feel like you're stagnant, you don't have enough money yet to do it, just be patient. Because whatever God gave you, he gave it to you. It's not going anywhere. You get what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. just be patient when you're trying to spend your money, because that was one of the biggest mistakes that I made was spending so much money on this project when I didn't realize that there was so much things that I had to learn to cultivate the project. I I told entrepreneurs that as well, anyone who tries to, you know, start a podcast and things like that. 
because they're like, oh, I need this, I need that. I'm like, you really don't. <laughs> Those things come later. Trust me, you're going to end up spending all this money and it's not going to be necessary. I'm like, you can start out small and then once you get the momentum and things coming in, then you can, you know, do that. But that's another reason why I created this podcast because I wanted to show people that they don't have to go like the route that they're seeing because you see all these um, you go on social media and you see all these things and you see someone doing something that you want to do, but then they're further along in their career and they have all these beautiful things. And you're like, oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. But I'm like, yeah, yeah but they don't, they didn't show you where they, they started. Stop comparing. We are not the same at all. Right. Starting small is very, very important. That's very, very yep. important. When you decided to bring your team together, how did that go about? Like, how did you entrust people? Because having a business, entrusting someone with your baby, your dream, like, that's kind of a leap. Um, It started with my family at first. So I'm going to also give it advice. (laughs) Keep your family at your business. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It started with my family at first. And I knew they wanted the best for, for me. So they would do anything that I asked them to do. But then I started saying, I need solid people. I need people that can answer to Suzanne, that can, when I call them, they are ready because they, you know, they know they're working for Suzanne. And I also had to look at their personality because I'm dealing with people that are battling with depression and anxiety. I need somebody that has compassion, somebody's heart, you know, that was healed and mended, you know, and put back together again. And they understand that it's not the people in life that dictates where we're going it's us you get what i'm saying so it's i have to really really look at people's energy energy really drives me you come with that sourpuss energy you could cancel that and best believe we're not talking anymore after that (laughs) you know what i'm saying so so many factors that uh take into play like people with snappy attitude it's like why do you have an attitude with everybody what do you got to deal with with you boo what makes you the center why are you so angry (laughs) I, I love the fact that you have the the meetings, the meditation meetings. Are there other meetings that you have with your? Uh, just group? the meditation meeting and the gauging your emotion meetings. Um, yeah, those okay. are every week as well. Um, they are for the people who are part of the program. I do also have, you know, on my website, a group rate for anybody that doesn't care to have an individual one-on-one session with me, but they want to be part of just the meditation, the gauging your emotions, the accountability group. Um, I do also have that available on the website on SuzanneJoseph.com. Do you allow your clients to choose who they want as their accountability yes i do and no why because everybody's going to choose suzanne (laughs) (laughs) everybody legitimately is going to choose suzanne because i always keep the space of comfort so people are very comfortable around me which is a great thing but it also has been my hindrance in my life because people are always Mm -hmm. attached to me and then i get to a point where i feel like i can't breathe you get what i'm saying so yes and no Right. It all depends on the circumstance. If the client is still in a fragile place, I want to be hands on. You get what I'm saying? But if I feel Mm -hmm. like you're strong and you're able to take strategies that I give you and commit to them and you're very independent, then you're going to be okay with the accountability um, person that I give you. 
through from 2019 into 2020. 2019, my, you know, I was just now trying to get redirect your choices out there. So I'm like, I'm going to get out here. I'm going to promote my business. People are going to sign up. And then my dad, you know, was diagnosed with dementia and that changed up my whole life. I became a caretaker. So now I'm working from home. My lifestyle has changed. And now my kids have to mm -hmm. now cope with my new lifestyle. Then 2020 came. My mom broke her hip. I got COVID. I had a personal incident that happened to me. You get what I'm saying? So life is always going to happen. Things are always going to come into place. But how do you prepare yourself to keep fighting and thriving through those problems and those issues that just pop up? How long would you say that the um the process uh, goes? The process. Like, what's the longest that you uh, the process is six months to a year. I can't help you change your life in three months, not even six months, because it takes a lot to. There's a lot to learn. People think that it's a one done thing. No, it's not. Because even if you say, "Oh, I don't need um to check on my mental health because I'm good. I'm just gonna go out here. I'm gonna flourish in my business. I'm gonna make X amount of dollars in my business." And then all of a sudden, this halt come in your life where you're not even generate the money that you had in mind. Your business is not excelling the way that you wanted it to excel. Then what? When you're feeling crushed, when you're feeling broken, when you start feeling worthless, when you start feeling like you want to just throw the whole business away, what do you do then? You get what I'm saying? So that's going to take time. So I always tell people the program is uh, the only options is six months to a year. I can't change your life that quick. And even after the fact, your life's still not changed because there's stuff that's still going to happen in your life that you're not even prepared for. Do you believe that that's a hindrance to individuals in the black community because we feel like we can fix everything or like? Yes. We, we need to. I everything. absolutely do. Because as we grew up, what were you told that we were strong black women? Right. What mm -hmm, was our yes. boys told to do? Boy, men don't cry. Right. Our right. generations messed up, up. That's how we got so messed up mentally. You know what I'm saying? It started within the home. Mm -hmm. I know my insecurity started because my mom and them used to call me bald head. They used to call me crybaby. You know what I'm saying? There's so many things name calling mm -hmm. they did there where I became very insecure with myself. So, yes, it starts within mm -hmm. our home in the black community. That's why. So many of us have PTSD. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because of how we grew up. No, I don't want to be a strong black woman all the time. I want to cry sometime and tell somebody I need help. I don't oh want my, my son uh, to be holding back his tears because I said you were, you're a man and boys don't cry. Baby, I need you to cry. I need you to feel these emotions. Because if you don't feel that emotion, how are you going to heal if you don't even know what that feels like? How do you handle your clients that have been through so much trauma because of their environment? Like, how do you uh, that's why that? the therapist is on deck because I can't be your healing. I am not your healer. That therapist is going to help you heal. Your healer comes from our uh, from God. He's the one that's going to save your soul. There's nothing about me that's going to save your soul. The only thing I'm here to tell you is that, hey, I'm a strategist. I went through so many things in my life. But these tools that I have put together are tools that you can use in any circumstance, in any situation. But I cannot save you. And my clients know that. They will tell right. you all the time. Suzanne will tell you straight up. She has boundaries. One, you're not going to call me all hours of the night. Uh, there's a suicide hotline that I provide to my clients. If it's after hours and their panic attack level is beyond me, you, our therapist is there. You get what I'm saying? They have their monthly session with the therapist. If additional is needed, depending on the severity, then we add the additional based on what their needs are. You get what I'm saying? But you're the only one that's going to be able to save your own life and God. So you're just giving everyone the tools that you wish that you had when yes. you were going through the things that you were going exactly. through. Exactly. 
I want to talk about what you have coming for us. What can we expect in the future from your business? Oh, I have so many great things coming up. So this year in August, you know what I'm saying? I want to launch out my book. I've been talking about this book for so many years and I'm ready to put it <laughs> out there. It shares all my stories from being a young teen mom, dealing with, you know, mental illness, dealing with, you know, relationships. You get what I'm saying? Because I dibbled and dabbled. I dated women. I dated men. So, you get what I'm saying? It talks about all of that. And on top of that, I am coming out with a new addition to the journal. I want to make it more of a worksheet uh, for people to really, really work things out. So that's going to be an upgrade to the journal. And I have a lot of, you know, events coming up, not, you know, just not me being on the platform of speaking on your podcast. I have two, uh, two to three upcoming speaking events. Uh, they are virtually. So make sure you guys are following Suzanne Joseph. The flyers are there with the details. So I'm excited about 2021 and what God has for me. Awesome. I can't wait to read that book. I feel like it's going oh, to be, be on so interesting. All the tea, all the dirt is on it. All the tea. <laughs> Y'all going to be like, Suzanne, uh, is this really you? I think it's necessary because being vulnerable is, oh my gosh. Like I'm, I'm struggling with that myself because I want to put out a poetry book, but I have that thing in me that's like, this is a whole other side. Like, that's vulnerability yeah. for real. Like, you know, you're really showing yourself. Dirty there. laundry. Like, how, do you, how do you tell yourself that that's okay? How? Because as an advocate, I have to be transparent about my life if I'm going to help. You know what I'm saying? So I've always been an open book. There is nothing that I was able to filter. I just wanted to share everything that I had going on in life. But then I had to learn there's certain people you can share with, certain people you can't. And that's what helped me kind of balance myself with the openness. But I am, I've always been very transparent about my life. I've never been really ashamed of my going uh, throughs, but I've always wanted to share what I had going on have the book we have the the renew version of redirect your choices is it going to have the same name or are you going to change it to something else it's going to be redirect your choices too hey, i can't give you all the title <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to look, look, you, you gotta, gotta give them just a little bit not big. right just a little bit <laughs> <laughs> but I'm excited for all that. Oh, your virtual meetings. People want to join that. Um, what is that going to entail? Or can you not? No, the, uh, the virtual speaking engagements. It's me just talking as a mental health advocate is basically what I'm doing right here. Yes, they might ask me to open up a little bit more about the things that I went through. Because everything I kind of gave today on this podcast is just a surface of what I went through. But there are things that really took me down wholeheartedly. You know what I'm saying? Broke my heart into pieces, shattered it, and made me feel like there was no point of life. I hated people at one point in my life, and I had to realize these are God people, not my people. I cannot punish anybody. And he just sent me here to love on people. So I had to learn how to love on people the right way because my heart was really bruised. How do you pick yourself up after that? Oh, it was hard. Just... I was crying every day. It was hard because I didn't want to love nobody. I was like, I'm just going to do business. I'm going to keep my distance. I'm going to keep my boundaries consistent as they are today. And I really just don't want to deal with people. And of course, thank God I'm a part of the strategic society that was like, okay, but these are God people. You get what I'm saying? Do all these people dictate what we got going on? You know what I'm saying? There's healing that needs to happen. There's things that need to shift in the atmosphere. You are an evangelist. So how are you going to do all these things that you just now want to shut down? Very to learn to let God lead those people that he need me to help instead of trying to help everybody. 
Right. <laughs> That's when you're very in tune with energies and understand. Yes. I think we are, we have became very in tune with our with our emotions like everybody's talking about good vibes bad vibes and everything it really is a real yeah, thing I like someone energy. can literally suck out the positive energy that you have if you allow them to yes because people got friends they got friends that they are afraid to let go because they're afraid about how their friends gonna feel but how is your friend really that toxic to you unhealthy to you that you don't want a healthier life right you know what i'm saying Some people, right. you just gotta let go and not be afraid like even when it came to disciplining my boys, I was a single mom. They didn't have their dad around. So there were certain things that I was afraid of what their reactions would be. But that did, they that mean I let them control my emotions and how I was supposed to act as a parent. So I just started speaking my mind and saying how I truly felt no matter what the reaction was going to be. It's the fear of the consequences that stops us from going forward. Yes. Snapping to that. You know? <laughs> Is there anything else you want to add? Do you have any advice for our listeners and for me? Yes. I mean, like, be you. Be yourself. Stop letting people dictate your goal forward. Stop letting people tell you how you should feel, how you should act. Your emotions and your feelings are valid, but they're only valid if you're really coping and if you're really thriving, if you're really strategizing, if you're really telling yourself, I need help, if you're not judging someone, if you're not trying to tell somebody that, you know, what they're doing is still right when you know it's wrong when you setting those boundaries set them up don't let nobody take those walls down take control of your life your life is your life you have the power to win you have the power to thrive you have the power to elevate and excel in everything that you want to do in life but it's all in your hand and you have to be wanting and willing to do it yes Come on, that, was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that was great Suzanne, thank you so much for coming and blessing the Talk with Tora podcast. You're welcome. So much appreciated. And I hope that we can check in on each other. I want to check in with you in six months okay. to see how everything is going and to see how far along you are with that book. Yes. <laughs> and you guys, make sure that you follow Suzanne's IG pages, which she is going to let us know about in a second. And if you want to book um, a session with her, um, a consultation with her, all you have to do is go to www.suzannejoseph.com for booking options. And she is going to give you her IG account information. So to find me on IG, you guys, it's Suzanne. That's S-U-Z as in zebra, A-N-E, Joseph, uh, all over social media. And if you want to find my business page, just add Enterprise, Suzanne Joseph Enterprise. And also the website is, again, with one N, S-U-Z-A-N-E joseph.com <laughs> right and if you guys forgot any of this information no worries all you have to do is check out the description all the information is right there in the description and you definitely definitely should go over to her i i love the layout of your website i actually i love the color i love the pictures i love everything i can tell that you really really put a lot of effort into it and well thanks to ladybug media management let me shout them out Corey. yes yes they did a wonderful job and i'm just super excited to continue to follow your page and to see all the wonderful page and to see all the wonderful things that you're doing thank you so much i enjoyed it thank you to all of the talk with tours supporters listeners and past interviewees 
If you are a Black entrepreneur, a Black artist, a Black creator, or a Black healer, send an email to talkwithtour at gmail.com or send a DM to the Talk With Tour IG page. If you click the link in the bio on the Talk With Tour IG page or the link in the bio on my personal IG page, you'll be able to book an interview by selecting the form that pertains to you. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the Talk With Tour podcast on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the Talk With Tour YouTube channel and follow the Talk With Tour podcast on Spotify. Make sure you show support by following each Talk With Tour interviewee and to keep up on their latest activities. I hope you tune in next Tuesday and every Tuesday after for a new podcast interview. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. This is Torah Tuning Out. Thank you.